Amen. I want to um, invite your attention to the scripture on today. I've been teaching this particular message, and I want to invite your attention to the scripture on today of the book of Exodus. The book of Exodus, uh, chapter 14, and we're going to be, I'm going to be reading verses uh, 13 through 15 on today, all right? The book of Exodus, chapter 14, verses 13 through 15. Now, you know that this entire message is based on the entire 14th chapter of the book of Exodus, amen? It's based on the entire 14th chapter of the book of Exodus, amen? So let's, let's get ready to go into the word. Verse number 13 of chapter 14 of the book of Exodus, and Moses said unto the people, fear not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today. Listen, listen to this now. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. Listen, the Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. In verse number 15, and the Lord said unto Moses, wherefore criest thou unto me? Speak unto the children of Israel, that they go forward. Oh, you got to follow me in this word on today. Amen. Amen. You got to follow me in this on today. Father, we come and we thank you for everything that you're doing, how you are blessing us, how you blessed us so much today uh, in, in this word, in this, in this worship, in this praise. We thank you for everyone who has come on board this yes, broadcast yes, yes, yes. Uh, to be encouraged, to be blessed. And we certainly ask you to bless their lives. And hold me in the palm of your hands as I minister this word to your people. This is my prayer. In Jesus' mighty name, we say amen. amen. I have been ministering this word over the last three weeks the Red Sea, the wilderness, your breakthrough. The Red Sea, the wilderness, your breakthrough. Amen. And again, today I'm looking at verses 13 through 15. We've pretty much covered verses 1 through 12. And today we're looking at verses 13 through 15. Moses said unto the people, Fear you not. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today. For the Egyptians you, whom you have seen today, 
I want y'all to notice that now. I notice that. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. The Lord shall fight for you. You shall hold your peace. And listen to number, verse number 15. And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore criest thou unto me? Speak unto the children of Israel that they go forward. Hmm. Fear is one of the worst nightmares people can face as they journey through the wilderness of this world. Fear will cause you to worry continuously about your financial status. Fear will cause people to fight amongst themselves. Fear will cause you to be overly concerned about your appearance. Fear will cause you to isolate yourself. If you're not careful, fear will cause you to become physically sick. Fear will even cause you to ignore God and make some rash and hurried decisions. So true, so true. Fear will cause you to uh, spew out false accusations. <clears throat> It'll cause you to go after friendships that God really never intended you to have. It'll cause you to strike out to, at people. Withdraw into a shell. Fear has the, the tendency, the possibilities of causing you to steal, to lie, to cheat, to abuse, to fight, and to kill. But see, there's a way that we ought to react when this human emotion of fear begins to grip us. Whatever I am going through, I must realize this. God knows exactly what he is doing in and for my life. Amen. amen, amen. Whatever it is, God is working in the background, preparing me to experience his power like never before. Last week we saw that Israel even after previously witnessing God's mighty power, 
even after they had witnessed God bringing them out of bondage in Egypt through the unleashing of plagues, Israel fell into and was gripped by fear. And, 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 and there are times, people of God, everybody on this broadcast, there are times when although we know that God is working for us, that we still allow the moment, are y'all getting this? We still allow the moment to get the better of us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because that is that is a natural part of who we are. That, that, that's how God has created us with those emotions. And every emotion that we have have a beneficial factor for our lives. Mm-hmm. But we allow the moment to get the better of us. But I must realize that God did not bring me this far to leave me. Amen. Glory, Glory. to God. Amen. I got to realize that God did not deliver me just so that I could die in my wilderness. Mm. Romans chapter 8, verse number 35 says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or pearl or sword? And then you go down to verse number 38 and it says, for I am persuaded. Somebody needs to be persuaded on today. Mm, mm. That neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, Mm. nor height, nor depth, watch this, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, Mm. which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Yeah, yeah, we may be overcome by the moment, but we got to be persuaded. Amen, amen. You, you, you got to be persuaded that nothing's going to separate. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Check this out. God knew mm-hmm. that the Israelites were in no shape to fight a battle. Okay. They were not prepared to face such a strong opposition either spiritually or militarily. They were not armed for battle. And as I mentioned last week, yet God in his wise providence redirected their path to go in the opposite direction. Watch this. God caused them to take the long way home, a journey that could have taken about a week. God redirected their path and allowed them to wander. It it, it was not, oh man, I'm going to try to get this. It was not the shortest way. It was not the most direct way. Mm -hmm. But get this now, but it was God's way. Mm. 
Listen, even when we are tempted to question God's way of doing things, we have to realize that God's way is the best way. I may not understand it. I may not want to be in it. I may not want to feel, you know, the 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 blunt of it. I, I, I don't want to deal with it, but I have to understand that God's way is the best way. Pastor, Amen. Pastor Donald, I, I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying about God's way being the best way. But how do I handle the pressure and the fear of what's staring at me right in the middle of God's way? How, how do I handle what overtakes me right in the middle as I face what I'm going through right now? How do I handle this? Well, this brings me to the fourth scene of our journey of the Red Sea, the wilderness, and our breakthrough. Again, Exodus chapter 14, verse 13 through 15. And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today. Are you all getting this? He will show you today. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, ye shall see them no more forever. For the Lord shall fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. But notice what God says in, in verse number 15. And this sort of tripped me up. And it's, it's, it's tripped me up a few times. But I, I want to share something with you that God spoke to me just last evening. And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore criest thou unto me? Speak unto the children of Israel that they go forward. In these verses of Exodus we see how to handle what comes our way. We see deliverance. We see perseverance. We see steadfastness. We see fearlessness. We see stillness. We see firmness. And we see courage. If I were to sum all of these particular words up into one word, I would say this, or, or one phrase, I would say this, we see a positive attitude where the power of our God is concerned. Mm. Mm. In the deliverance, in the, in the perseverance, in the steadfastness, in the fearlessness, in the stillness, in the firmness, and in the courage, we see a positive attitude of overcoming whatever we are going through. All right, all right. The, the fourth scene of of our journey is one of the greatest challenges issued to man. It is a great message of victory, a great message of deliverance. Moses is a great example. I want y'all to get this and I pray every preacher that may be on here, every leader that may be on here, I want you all to hear this. Moses is a great example of how a true leader should react to the fickleness of people. Note that, that, that God's servant did not re react nor strike out against the complainers or his accusers. Remember, just last week we heard them saying, listen, what did you, you, you brought us out here to die in the wilderness? Didn't we tell you to leave us alone and let us stay in Egypt and die? It would be better for us to be there and die to be dying out here in the wilderness. 
But with great composure of mind, Moses shouted out three challenges to the people of God. First challenge, Moses said in Exodus chapter 14, verse number 13, fear not. Fear not. Now, picture the scene. Picture the scene. I'm going to run over this scene again. There were God's people confronted by a raging sea in front of them and a raging army behind them. And Moses says, fear not. Thousands and thousands of soldiers and horsemen and chariots were marching toward them and there was no place to feed. And Moses says, fear not. They were hemmed in. Come on, go with me. How could they not fear? A terrifying fear, listen, as I said a few moments ago, this is, is how God has created us. A terrifying fear would be a normal reaction in facing such an impossible situation. Has anybody ever been there before? Oh, you love God. You know God is great. You know God is powerful. You know God can do all things. You know God can bring you out. But when you are faced with the situation, fear grips you. But there was God's messenger shouting out, fear not. Listen, listen. No, no matter the problems that confront us, God's message is always fear not. The problem may be bankruptcy. It may be unemployment. It may be financial difficulties. It may be a severed relationship. It may be a, a family problem. It may be a conflict. It may be a disease. It could be an accident. The death of a loved one, temptation or sin. And the list can go on and on and on, but we must never despair. God's first message to us is always fear not. Second Kings chapter 6, verse number 16, and he answered, fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. Psalm 3 and 6, I will not be afraid of 10,000s of people that have set themselves against me around about. Psalm 27 and 3, though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. The war should rise up against me. In this will I be confident. Yes. Psalm 118 and 6, thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor the arrow that flieth by day. I'm, I apologize, Psalm 91 and 5. And then Psalm 118 and 6, the Lord is on my side. Somebody need to put that up. The Lord is on my side. Yes, 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 <laughs> the Lord yes, is on my side. Yes. I will not fear. Check this out. What can man do unto me? Mm, glory to God. Glory to God. Proverbs chapter 3, verse number 24. When thou liest down, thou shalt not be afraid. Yea, thou shalt lie down and sleep, and thy sleep shall be sweet. What God is saying, you don't have to go to bed afraid. You don't have to go to bed in terror. You can rest your head just like Jesus was in the hinder part of that ship in the midst of a storm. And he had his head resting on the pillow. And the disciples crying out, how can you sleep at a time like this? Isaiah 41 and 10, fear thou not, for I am with thee. 
Be not dismayed, for I am the, thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. And then finally, in the book of Isaiah, chapter 43, and verses 1 and 2, Fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by name. And somebody ought to be happy that God knows your name, because if he called you by name, that means you belong to him. Thou art mine. When thou passest through the waters, I shall be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. And when thou walkest in the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. Amen, amen. The first thing God's man says to the people of God is fear not the second challenge and this 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 is just as just as devastating to to the people of God but here because here they are they are facing a raging army they they are facing the best of the best they are facing eliteness but the second challenge that that God's people was given by their leader was a most difficult thing to do too because we hear what he said in verses 13 and 14 stand still what hmm. stand firm what and watch the salvation <laughs> yeah. of yeah. the Lord Moses hold on hold on bro hold on bro do you see what's coming our way Come, come on now. Moses, that's a whole army, bro. That's the elite of the elite coming after us. Imagine standing where God's people were with the mightiest army in the world marching down upon them. If that was you, what would your natural reaction be? Hmm. Come on, y'all. Don't, don't, don't get super spiritual on me now. Don't, don't do one, it. One, don't do it. It's, it's almost like being outside and, and, and all of a sudden the darkness comes and the clouds come and the birds just shoot up out the trees and you're like, oh my God, something big is on the way. Let me go in the house. You know what that's called? That's called fear. Mm -hmm. So the natural reaction for the people of God would be to flee, to get away, to run wherever they could. Right, right. <laughs> but there was God's leader shouting out, now don't y'all do that, stand still, be still, stand firm, firm, you know, firm. watch the salvation of the Lord. Mm. And then Moses declared, you know, the wonderful truth of God's promise. He said this, the enemy the Egyptians will be destroyed. Mm, yes, but yes, not yes. only that, check this out, y'all. The Lord himself will fight for you. Yes, yes. This sort of reminds me of Gideon's army. When, when Gideon had uh, a, a huge army, I mean, he had thousands and thousands and thousands of men. And, and the Lord told Gideon, he said, uh, um, uh, Gideon, the army is too big. Gideon said, huh? Don't you know what we're facing? He said, I want you to cut the army down. He said, okay, I'll, I'll do that. And the Lord came to Gideon again and said, Gideon, the army is still too big. 
Here's what I'm going to do. I want you to go by the river. And those who those who put their head down in the water and just lap water like a dog, I want you to let go of them. But the, those who put cup their hands and bring the water up to their face, I, I want you to keep them. What that was saying, those that, watch this, oh glory, those that don't take their eyes off the enemy. Because in order to lap the water like a dog, their eyes had to be facing the water. But those that bring the water up to their mouth, their hand, they, they are still looking. And it came to it that, that Gideon's army had dwindled down to less than 10% of what he originally had. Listen, when severe problems confront us, a problem that seems, you know, that, that there is no solution, that there is no way out. What is the tendency of our hearts? It's often to flee, to get away, to run wherever we can, but it's not God's way. I want you to follow me in this now. Moses was giving them some instructions. Look, I want you to stand still and I want you to see that God's way is to stand still, stand firm, watch the salvation of the Lord. Here you go. You, I, I want you, but see, here's the thing. And we're going to get to this next part in a second. See, what we need to understand, God wants to deliver us. We must therefore stand firm, not give in, not cave in, not flee away. We must be steadfast. We must stand there, wait for God's mighty army to save and deliver us. Moses didn't say, hey, let's test our faith and run towards Pharaoh and the thousands of the elite forces that he has. He did not say, hey, let's go do battle with them to see really see if God will protect us even though we do not have the knowledge or the weapons of such warfare. He, he didn't say that. He said, stand where you are, right in your place of safety, right in your place of refuge, look out into the distance and watch God work. Job 37, 14. Hearken unto this, O Job. Stand still and consider the wondrous works of God. Psalm 46 and 10. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. Isaiah 12 and 2. Listen. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid for the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He is also, he has also become my salvation. 2 Timothy 1 and 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and a sound mind. So Moses was saying, I want you to witness what God is about to do. But then something surprising takes place. And this is what blew my mind. God's servant had just told him to stand still. And the third challenge in, in, in facing problems, man, it's super surprising. Exodus 14 and 15. You know, God said, why are you crying to me? Tell the people to go forward. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. God, I just told them to stand still. See, Moses had just proclaimed a stirring challenge 
to the people. Do not fear. Stand still. Believe God. Watch the salvation of the Lord. But watch this. As soon as Moses completed his challenge, he walked over to his tent. Check this out, y'all. And we don't read this, but he walked over to his tent and he became gripped with fear himself. Because the word said, God said, why are you crying? Moses is obviously becoming despondent. He didn't want to show that in the face of the people. He became despondent and, and hopeless, gripped with a terrifying sense of helplessness. But note what happened. God met Moses during his time of need. God told Moses in no uncertain terms, why are you crying out to me? You are powerful, man. You are mighty warrior. Stop crying. Moses probably in this tent somewhere. <laughs> Whoa, it's me. I just told those people to stand still. And all of them going to die. And it's all going to be my fault. Whoa, it's me. God like, dude, stop it. It's almost like God slapped him on the back and said, stop it. Get up. Arise. Tell the people to go forward now. And Moses did exactly what God told him to do. Watch this, watch this. In facing any problem, oh, y'all need to get this, you need to get this. There is a time for praying. There is a time for crying out to God. There is a time for studying. There is a time for analyzing the problem. And there is a time for planning what we can do. But there is there also comes a point, a time that you stop crying. You stop praying out. There's a time that you stop blaming others for the problem. There's a time that you stop analyzing and planning. There comes a time when we simply have to rise up and go forward, moving, trusting God to roll the walls of our problems back. Can, can somebody say that? Say, God will roll the walls of your problem back. God demands that we arise at some point and go forward, that we be diligent, we be steadfast, we be unmovable in life. Amen, amen. As I was studying this message, God showed me something so awesome, man. It blew my mind. You know that emoji where it shows your head blowing apart? That's how I felt. God showed me that when he sets us up, to see the destruction of the enemy. He wants us to believe him enough that we do not look back at what he is about to do. After he allows us to see that he is destroying the enemy, don't stand there and wallow in your victory. Don't stand there and relish in your victory. Yay, look at what we have done, but you're still standing in place. Yay, look at what God has accomplished, but you're still standing in place. Hey, look what God has done for me, but you're still standing in place. So you are defeating the purpose for why God is delivering you. Once we see that God is doing his thing, listen, 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 I want y'all to grab this and somebody need to say this right now. God don't need our help. Amen. Once God says he's going to deliver us, once God says he's going to set us free, once God says he's going to do a mighty thing, God don't need our help. Once he allows us to see the victory and the victory has been won, God don't want us to stand there and just celebrate, oh, I got a victory. We've got the victory, victory. No, God don't want you to stand there. It's now time for you to get up out of where you were and go forward to the greatness of God in your life. 
Matthew 10, 22, he that doeth to the end shall be saved. Amen, amen. First Corinthians 4 and 2, moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful or diligent. First Corinthians 15, 58, therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always bounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know your labor is not in vain. Galatians 6 and 9, and let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. The victory does not benefit you if you do not take the benefits of the victory. Amen, amen. Joshua chapter 1 and verse number 2. My, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give you, even to the children of Israel. Listen, once we realize that God is fighting our battles, we need to get up and go on with our lives. Amen. Don't look back. Don't get turned into a pillar of salt. If you know that God is taking care of your situation, don't look back. If God has already shown you your victory, don't look back. If God has already made ways out of no way, don't look back. If God has already cleared your mountains, don't look back. Don't look back at your past failures. Do not look back at your past disappointments. Don't look back at all. Don't look back at your past hurt. Don't look back at your past trouble. Don't look back at your past pain. Don't look back at your past, your past mountains. Trust God enough to handle what you are leaving behind. Mm. Amen. Amen. Moses gave some good instructions, but Moses didn't take the next step. He didn't take the next step. He told them, listen, God is going to deliver you. God is going to save you. God is going to take care of you. And then, and listen, even as leaders ourselves, sometimes we do get gripped with fear. But God has to sometimes shake us. He has to shake the fear out of us. There is a time to stand still and see God work. And there is a time to move forward that God's purpose for moving your problems will be revealed. Amen. Glory. Father, we thank you for your word today. We know that you are our deliverer. We know that you are taking care of us. And when you declare that our enemies shall be defeated, we need to leave it in your hands to take care of the problem. When you declare that those who trouble us, we shall see no more, 